This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris, Craig, Scott, Brad and Mark. Lester Till I Die, now available on Spotify. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Good afternoon, late afternoon, early evening, fellow Fox fans. How are we? Ooh, squeaky bum. Time, but we uh, we stopped the rot. We got a win. Welcome along to the post-match show with myself and Brad. Julian can't join us um, today. He's out uh, Christmas shopping. Although the rumours are he might well be with Mrs. Twigger. But hey, I never said that. That came from another source. But uh, we got the win, two-one against this lot. So how are we feeling? Um, did we get out of jail there? 
were we lucky? Um, I think it's going to be a lively discussion tonight because myself and Brad are already disagreeing in the uh, in the pre-live chat that we have. So it could get a, a little bit interesting later on. But you are watching, like I say, the post-match show. It was Sheffield United 1, Leicester City 2. And you are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Leicester Till I Die. Now available on Spotify. Welcome along to those that are watching live. Um, you can catch us in three places. Uh, you can catch us on YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. And if you're going to watch us on there, please give uh, that subscribe button a little click and follow us. Uh, we're on Periscope, Twitter. We're live on there as well. And, of course, we're live on YouTube, on uh, Facebook um, in the Leicester Till I Die group. Can I ask, please, that if you are going to... Um, joining on Facebook, just give a little click to the um, StreamYard logo, and then it does bring you up as who you are, not just as Facebook user. And also in the Facebook, uh, and I'm going to sort of try and post it here as well. Uh, I'm multitasking here, which for me is quite something, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm going to put the link there, and uh, if you click on that link, it's on a separate link in the Facebook group. I've done it on a separate link. You can click on that, and you can actually come in live on camera and join in with the chat. Um, and it was always good to see you. And if you are on Catch Up, which is obviously on YouTube, you can also, if you prefer to listen rather than look at us, and I don't blame you for that, Google, Apple, Spotify, Anchor and other podcast services. We are going to be on there about 30 minutes after the end of the chat, and you can catch us up. Well, whew, um, what a performance. We've got Mark waiting here. We'll bring Mark in in a bit. He's, he's in the green room waiting to come in. Um, Brad, let's bring Brad in now, my, my, my post-match chum. Um, yeah, I, I think we got out of jail. I mean, you know, we were playing a team, and we, we did say this just before, and you disagreed with me, but, you know, we were up against a team that, you know, had played 10, and I've got the stats here, lost nine, drew one, had only scored five, had conceded 17, had one point, and were bottom. And as good as we played, and we hit the post twice, I know all that, it took till the 90th minute for us to get a winner. And I still say we got out of jail free there. Yeah, we did on perspective of when we scored, but so, so what? So, so what? How many Leicester fans, after the recent results we've had in the league and Europa League, would have bit your hand off to say, I'll take it by a goal? Mm. I mean, oh, then, yes, at, the end of the day, at the end of the day, I was thinking at 87 minutes, 88 minutes before Bardi scored, I was going to come on here painting a frustrated picture that we was undone by our own kryptonite. I mean, at the end of the day, just because, it, yeah, it came in the 90th minute and it always seems a lot harsher on the side. But Sheffield United, apart from that corner, I don't remember doing much. They get the ball away. And then mm -hmm. I think what happened is, is when the game got near the end and we kept pressing and kept trying, we got in their heads a little bit. They didn't know whether it was a stick or twist. And the commentators were very much the same. They were saying how good a point would be, but how precious would three points be be and uh in the end they got none because they couldn't decide whether to defend the one all or, or try and nip the winner and they got caught in two minds and we took advantage of it it doesn't matter yeah. what minute it comes in 
doesn't matter which chance goes in, as long as we got the more chances at the back of the net like we did today. I'm just glad it happened. Yep, and I'm just going to give a quick mention. Not sure if that's uh, Brett Ahern or Dale Twigger. Um, whoever it is, um, his wife says hello. So hello back to her. I'm sure she'll be having a, a good night tonight <laughs> after that. Uh, but had we not scored that, and, and yes, it came in the 90th minute, and I'm happy we've won, don't get me wrong, etc., etc. But we would have been having a completely different conversation with completely different faces on had that, you know, had that not happened. Yeah, but I think we'd been talking, focusing more on the positives from the game. And mm. like I said, it would have painted a frustra- it was painting a frustrated picture for me until the goal. But I would have been coming on here just saying I will get to that in a minute when you bring that point up. Um mm. but I-, I was just thinking to myself before that happened, I thought there's positives in this. We were attacking, we were playing a side with no wins. Let's remember, you know, it's easy to say, oh, they had no wins and no points, but they've now got 10 losses. We've just made sure of that. We've just added to that. Let's just let's get down the bag. And let's remember, even Derby County won in the season. They got 11 points. So a team wins at some point and gets mm. results. And we were in that prime form to take a point off us. And in the end, I think in the end, deservedly, we got the win. So, yeah, we, we, we can't talk about something that hasn't happened. You know, we didn't get a draw. We got three points. Yeah, we're going off a completely different angle here with Dale or Brett. <laughs> she can be whoever she wants me to be. Message me afterwards and we'll, we'll have a separate chat about that, Brett or Dale. Yeah, um, yeah we, we, we won't come on to that. I've got a couple waiting in the green room, so let, let's bring Mark in first of all. Uh, good evening, Mark. How you doing? All right? How are you, All right, brother. Perez, not a bad game in fairness. Got a goal. No, yeah, Perez done well actually. He's probably second for me as man of the match. Um, did really well. Took his opportunity when he got his opportunity in the team. He uh, nice movement in and around that you know that number ten role, and that's where he can play, do, do his things, and he can find a killer ball as well. I thought he played really well. M- Mendy was my man of the match. One of his best performances I've seen in, in the Leicester shirt. Surprised, and I don't know if you were, but I was surprised when he went off for Inacho. When Ineacho come on, I thought, oh, bloody hell, we've blown it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, let's, uh, I've got, I think, it's, I think it's David here we've got. Um, good Hi, evening, Chris. David. Yeah, Dave, yeah. Hello, David. How are you doing, mate? All right, mate. What, what did you think of the performance this, uh, this afternoon? Well, I was sitting there grumping to myself, thinking, what are we doing? Um, but, yeah, three points is three points. I don't know if it's, I know Brendan likes to play this way, but I really hate the sideways and back passing all the time. I, I, you know, we, we've got a guy who can outstrip any defence, and yet, what did he have? A couple of chances today? Yeah, I certainly uh, wouldn't have liked to have hit the corner flag, though. Yeah, yeah, not seen that happen before for a long time. No, either. no. He, made, he meant that, things. I think. Yeah. Okay, let me get let me get you three guys while I've got you in. Let me get your thought on this because I have a feeling that I might be shot down. But at one all, eighty fifth minute, my mind was wandering. The game wasn't exactly you know it was on, but I was sort of losing a little bit of like not interest in it, but attention. Um, and I, I I came up with this, and I thought, hmm, this is a performance that 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 takes me back a little bit. What has happened to that? You know, when Brendan first came in, that free you know, attacking and, you know, I know we're not going to get a 9-0 against, you know, like we did against Southampton every week, but let's let's ask Brad first of all, 
Did it look familiar to you? It did, but again, you you you, you sidestep the point. It's easy to say that it's sideways and it's defensive football. If you've got to put Christian Fuchs in your starting eleven, it just shows you how drastically, on a constant basis, should I say, not that Fuchs is a bad player for games here and there, but on a constant basis, like he has for the opening eleven games. Well, I think that's now seventeen games a season we've played, if you include Europa League and Cups. He's played the majority of them. If you've got to still start with him coming into the Christmas period, and despite how well he's done in that position, obviously you're feeling more comfortable with Ndidi over Mendy. Um, yeah. If you've got to start them sort of players ahead of players you prefer to see in there, then you've got to take it for what it is. Did Brendan really want to play five at the back of the day? Maybe not. I don't think there's certain players on there that would not have been started if we had a fully fit. 25 players to pick from um, but he has to go with what he's going to now Fofana is brilliant but brilliant today look more composed than what he has done in previous games but he's still young and learning so get them experienced heads in there with him now Soyuncu's injured again we don't know how long for I haven't heard any news myself as anyone else any of the other guys do but we haven't a got a couple of weeks he's out yeah we haven't got our our preferred pairing if we're going to go back to a yeah. back line of four. And we haven't got our perfect defence in midfield. So he's got to do with what he's got and he's got to make them work in a way that works together. And today we were I, a lot better I, going I, forward playing the same formation. I agree totally with what you're saying there. And, uh, um, you know, he, <laughs> we, we've said this before, you know, I think the likes of Fuchs, and it's great that we've got somebody like him that we can rely on, but he's played more in, as I say, this season than he's played in the previous two seasons altogether. Uh, I mean, Mark, were you surprised at who was in and who was out at the starting lineup? Um, not really. What, what, what happened to Pereira, by the way? Why weren't he there? He was the. Uh, let me just bring this up um, again. Um, he wasn't even in the starting, uh, or even in the subs bench, was he there? Yeah, that's what I mean. Has he had another niggle? Or I, I think there was reports that at half time he was hoping Brandon was hoping to give him to sixty minutes, and something tweaked with Pereira, uh, so they took him off a half time as a precaution. I think they don't didn't want to give him an extra game; they wanted to rest him. He'll probably play Thursday night. Okay, that's I fair enough. That, I mean, was, that, was the, that was the voice of what I, mean, I heard. For me, anyway. the, um, I think the formation that he's going for, I think that's what he wants to go with moving forward. And I think he's looking forward to, or he's hoping that he can get Soyuncu, Evans and Fafana at the back. And I think mm. he'll then play Pereira and Castagna as the two wing-backs, which gives mm. us a better option. I think that's what he's got in his mind. And I think that's why he's not deviating from the uh, the five to whatever he's playing because he wants he wants the team to be playing that way with regards to the pure comment I think you know, the reason I think that he's playing the way he is so like it like the, the formations that he's given is because we're up there it's because we're up there and we've got a chance of getting top four I think that's why yeah. it is I think if we were middle of the table team we would still see us attacking and going for games a bit more than what we are doing now and I think He's, play, he's, he's getting the lads playing like they're playing. For the simple fact is, we've got a chance of top four and he doesn't want to blow anything. And I think that's why. And sometimes it's not necessarily the way to do things because it's so frustrating because when you watch Leicester play, when they're drawing or they're losing and then they go for it towards the end of a the game, they look fantastic. And you think, why the bloody hell don't you do, do this from the start? But I think that's the reason why he's, he's playing like he is. And I think looking into the future, I think he wants that back three 
of um, Soyuncu, Evans, and Fofana. I mean, David, I mean, you did, I mean, did, I don't know if you watched the sort of show, uh, the, the show, the game uh, midweek against Zoira. Mark will disagree, but we thought Under had a great game. Surprised he wasn't starting. He didn't even get on, did he? I think we were muscled out a bit today. I think we were a bit lightweight. Um, you know, that they were pushing it about a bit and taking no prisoners. And I think that was the difference when they came back in the second half. I think Under might have, he'd have struggled against uh, those defenders, I think. Uh, he goes down a bit a bit too soon, a bit like Mares the first season, if you remember. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was always on the floor. Um, I think we need an enforcer in midfield. And I, I don't think we've got one. But you're right, when we start playing, when we start going forward, we look brilliant. And um, it's easy football, isn't it, playing across the back against a team like Sheffield? It's easy, because they're not going to come at you, really. And when they started doing it, Fuchsie got into trouble once, didn't he? And we were struggling a little bit. Um, but we do need a... Well, we've always had an enforcer in midfield, haven't we? Albeit someone like Lennon or, dare I say it, Savage. Um, uh, we need somebody... I think since Morgan sort of no longer a, a starter, we haven't really got anybody anywhere on the pitch of that ilk. I don't think you know. Yeah. Let's finish Michael in goal, but he, he can't really come out and do that. But Brad, I mean, it was a great start for that first 10, 15 minutes. My God, I, you know, I thought it was going to be another sort of five or six nil. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great, it was a great start. I think it was forty, probably forty minutes worth of domination by Leicester, and. Kryptonite from our own set pieces. Um, yeah. To go with David's point, though, I, I'd have to agree. I don't think we've got a maestro, but I think I know I can solve that issue. If Brendan Rodgers is ever watching YouTube for whatever reason and he wants to hear my opinions, I think you want to take Madison off set pieces. Let him focus on his midfield role because he can, he can turn a defender or two when they close him out. He can get out of tight spaces and he's passed today for the goal that won us the game with the two shining glimpses of his performance because his crossing's pathetic. And that's why I gave all Brighton Man a match because the guy put in a cross, some that were so good and dangerous that the players weren't expecting it because they're used to him in the first man. Let Madison concentrate on controlling that midfield and we might just find that we have a maestro we've just been using him wrong. That's just where I go on that one. But the first half, we, we were our makers of our own downfall and very unlucky, in yeah. my opinion, to come in one all. We should have been at least two goals to the good at that point. I think we've conceded more goals from set pieces and scored fewest goals from set pieces in the in the Premier League. Um, it was nice, Mark, um, just to bring you back in here. Um, if we can do this, um, that you know, we, 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 our first three kick, we actually got it past the first man. And I thought, well, maybe we've been working on it. Second free kick, nah, back to the uh, back to the old days. You know, couldn't get it, uh, couldn't get it in that box at all. It is a problem we're having, isn't it, with our set pieces? Yeah, it's becoming a, a bit of an issue. Um, mm. Defending them, you know, taking them, 
It is a real... Uh, I, d- I don't know what, Madison's so frustrating today. He seems to get on all the free kicks, all the corners. And like you say, he can barely get past the first man. It looks like he's, he's so weak with what he does. I'd have all yes. Brighton taking the corners. I'd have all Brighton taking the free kicks because that boy can swing them in. And he always has to. Yeah. He never lets down. But I think more importantly for us is the defending of it. I don't know whether they need to go back to a man-to-man, but they're playing zonal at the minute and it just ain't working. I think... I think it's it's this is not new. I mean, we've always had a problem like that. And, and well, I'm I, was, I, was say then, I was just going to say then, under the O'Neill days, that mm. was that was one of our strengths. And, I, you know, I yeah. think we, it's very easy as football fans. And I sit here and I look at that performance today and go, you know, what happened to the counter-attacking football, the exciting football we used to play? What happened to the O'Neill days of, you know, it was our strength, was our sort of, you know, set pieces. I suppose football does move on, doesn't it? Well, it does, but I remember some pretty poor performances when Martin was in charge as well. You know, some very frustrating performances, negative football. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he was successful, top 10 finishes. But I, I just think defensively, we've always had that problem, even with Wes Morgan yeah. playing. And I, as an ex-keeper, you've got to come out and claim that ball six yards and seven yards, maybe. And yeah. I know they don't have defenders on the line anymore, so that makes it more awkward. But you've got to control that area. It's got to be yours yeah. because, you know, we had get a big guy up against you and you finished. And it happens, as you say, too often. Yeah. Well, just um, thanks for that, David. I'm just going to bring some um, comments in now that have been um, building up um, and have a look. Um this one, this one we did we, we did mention earlier. Inacho just isn't good enough. Chance after chance, first shocking, movement shocking. I think when you look at the fact that you know Perez had a better game than Inacho, it's like God, yes. It. Uh, I, I I used to. I was so happy when we bought him, but I'm just wondering what's going to happen with him. Um, we've got uh, Glad under got a rest today. Well, it you wasn't know, a rest. Bit, well, <laughs> I don't think. I mean, I would have still liked to have seen him on from the start. I mean, I just don't know what the guy's got to do to to get a start in the Premier League. To be totally honest with you, um, another Score Facebook user weathered and probably a goal. Yes, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't argue that. Although Katie, to get a he did come close against Sawyer, and he has had, as Brad said, there a couple of good assists. Uh, weathered and brittle corner flag cost us the yellow. I thought the referee was dreadful today, Chris. Really bad performance. I mean, you booked Vardy for that, and the guy in the first half, yeah, he should have gone. Oh, he should I mean, have gone. He should have gone. He's, yeah, to say he's not giving him another yellow because he's already had one, it's crazy. That's like that's, saying that's... you're not going to get another penalty because you already had one. It's a foul, a foul, a yeah. charge, yeah. a penalty, a penalty. Yeah. Right, right in there, he's just commented, we you know, he's a Spurs fan. He was actually going to be put, I did actually put him on Perez watch. So I don't know if he's going to come in and give us a, a an, an unbiased view of how Perez did today. Brookline G, good evening. Um, who will be the first to say something nice about, uh, oh yes, we actually did, Brookline. We started right at the start saying he, he's had probably one of his, uh, his, well, his best game for a long time um, for us today. Uh, it is. It has been the only game. Uh, that is true. Um, let's have a look here. What we've got here, Luke. Good evening, Luke. How the hell are you? Hope you're well. Uh, let him focus on his main game, voting up the opposition defenders like he did. 
for the assist for Vardy's goal. I presume you're talking about um, Madison there. Lachlan, good evening, Lachlan, or probably good morning, because Lachlan's joining us all the way from Australia. It's nice to have you on board, Lachlan. Um, Madison's probably taking set pieces still because of that good run he had in his first season. Uh, score three or four free kicks. I mean, we do know, you know, we do know he, he he is good. I mean, I can remember watching that Southampton one. He, you know, he used to be brilliant at it. We must get the central defender in in January. Will he be going back for Tarkovsky? I have a feeling Tarkovsky isn't signing a new contract. We might do. Good evening, Max. Uh, I hope you're having a, a lot of wind up with your Sheffield United fans, brothers down there in Bristol. Uh, under needs more game time. He's still feeling his way. He's got more to offer than an impact sub. I think he definitely has. Yes, indeed. So, Brad. Um, oops, Brad. Sorry, come back. I I, uh, I pressed the wrong button there, Brad, and I nearly lost you. Uh, <laughs> Brad, um, half time, 1 1. Was, yeah. was that a fair reflection? I don't think it was because, like I said, I think we were, we, we were all over them at half time. All up to the first no, half. Was what, what, what was it, Eck? Was, was it, Eck, a reflection of the first half? That was the most dominant performance I think we've done in the first half when we just haven't taken the chances. We created yes. a lot. We were a lot faster going forward. And then, bah, 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 kryptonite away. We gave away a corner. I actually got a look in on the Sheffield United dressing room before kickoff. And he put, he put a load of formations and he, and he couldn't decide Chris Wilder. And the best way to attack Leicester, he'd crossed out 4-3-3, 4-4-1. And in the end, he just wrote on the board of tactics, get a corner. Because it's the best way to beat us. It's the best yeah. way to probably beat us. Yeah. You know, all right, yeah. granted, the result, you know, we, they didn't beat us. But you get my point. It's the best way to score yeah. past us. Yeah. yeah. And, you know... I mean I know, you, I know you're not one for stats, uh, Brad, but, you know, we had 73% possession in that first half oh, yeah. and you know it, yeah. it was it it was so frustrating and that sort of you know you're looking and we you know we say that the bar you know the side the the post saved them a, a couple of times but um second half surprise no changes in this i'm gonna bring mark in now for this one um surprise no changes at half time mark would you've made them then brendan held off till sort of the uh 67th minute to make any changes no, I'd have, I'd have left it how it was. I think we spoke at half-time and I was quite happy. I think, we're yes, they, they scored it. They scored a goal from a set-piece, but that's pretty much all they did. And yeah. we were plugging away. We'd already hit the post at that point. I think we hit the post in the first half, didn't we, through Vardy. Um, yeah. And we were playing well. So, no, I wouldn't have changed it. I was quite expecting the same side to come out. Um, I was expecting him to give it, you know, another 15, 20 minutes. If it was still at 1-1, then we'd... But, no, so no surprises for me, Chris. I, I was expecting the same team to come out. I don't get the. We didn't did quite have the same intensity at the start of that second half that we'd had in the first half. It's it kind of almost no, we, you know, that, that that famous thing that half you know you, the halftime break interrupted how well we were playing. No, we didn't. But I think that that's that's more credit to Sheffield United, to be honest. I think Wilder must have got into him a little bit and said, yeah. "Look, there's a chance here for us, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And they did start. They started to put their foot in a bit more. They were a bit more aggressive with us in the second half. So it was harder for us to impose ourselves on the second half. So yeah, he should have made changes a little bit earlier. I wasn't expecting them at half time, and I certainly. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say it again. I don't see the love in with under. And I was not surprised for him to be on the bench today, and I was not surprised for him to get onto the pitch. 
I can say when we say loving with under, I've got to, I've got to sort of defend ourselves here. Uh, before I do, though, talking of loving, if I don't bring this up, then I won't be able to go out on Christmas Day to see my daughters. So I'm going to say good evening to to Heather, who is uh, one of one of my twin girls. Thanks for joining us, Heather. Um, not the biggest football fan in the world, but nice to have you along and nice to have you commenting. Uh, I've done I've done my bit there. I've done my 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 proud dad bit there. Um, with, with the under situation, I think it was the fact that not saying you know, he's brilliant and he's you know not the new Mares, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but it was just the fact that, in my opinion, uh, and and a lot of other people's, he was the man of the match against you know um, Zoya. So not saying that you know he suddenly becomes the end, but on that, I just thought he, you know he deserved a start today. But yeah, let, I mean, with 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 that, if if somebody doing a little trick in the turn and going past two players. And then shooting twice and missing twice gets you the man of the match. Then you know we all must have been crap that day. Then. Okay. Back me up here. I, no, I will back you up because David, as well, I guess today he's joined us through the cast. Um, he made a very good point. He, he just shows showing signs. I can't even say my words today, but I'm going to continue. Of early stages of Mares. Look, the performance against Zoya was worthy of a draw at best, and we didn't get that in the end. You know, we know that we, we lost that game. But he, Mark is right in, in in a bad bunch in a bad lackluster performance. Yes, only got man of the match because he was the only one that tried. And you're saying, oh, is he going to score a goal? Well, what's his job? His job's to cross the ball in and assist. The goals are a bonus; they come in a collection. You've got to remember. Look at all the other foreign imports that have come across the border from the Italian leagues and the, and the French leagues and what and what have you, and have joined top teams. Do they instantly hit the ground running? There are fewer. There, there are a dime a dozen, mate. Not even Vardy did it in his first season. He didn't even really get the world alight until the back end of his first season in the Premiership. So don't go sitting there just automatically writing him off yet. Look, in 20 games' time, if he's still not done much and his assists are dried up, I'll back you, Mark. I'll say you're right that he's going to be a flop. Right now, he's in early stages. He is weak at the knees like a baby giraffe in the Premier League, and that's probably why he's playing in European football. That's no disrespect to the European opposition. That's just the standard of football out there and the physicality of the Premier League. Although Jack Grealish would probably roll around and show you that you don't need to get much to... You need need to get touched much to get much in this game. Um... And I just think he'll come good. He's one of them that looks a lot more promising than in any of the other sods because Old Brighton probably gets well, ahead of him on that right wing. Let's just bring David in on that point then. Uh, thanks for that, Brad. Um, David, oh, where's David gone? He was here a minute ago. Um, and he's still there. No. Yeah, he's yeah. there somewhere. Um, I mean, you know, you, you look, uh, who we say, like, being polite here, including this myself and this, a more mature fan. <laughs> and I don't know, yeah. in the past, you know, you got players like, and you brought these players in and they didn't see first team action for a season and a, a, and a bit. You know, I can, uh, I can yeah. remember, I can remember Kev, a certain Kevin Keegan going from Scunthorpe to Liverpool and it took him for that first season, just the reserves. I know we haven't got the reserves anymore, but he, he never saw the first team here. And I know occasionally, with flights of a foreigner, it's got to do. But are we expecting too much of these players too soon? Yeah, I think we are. But then that's where we are now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we're not struggling to get 40 points anymore. 
um, we're at a different end of the scale, and that's the big problem. Certainly for me, it's the problem. Uh, I'm thinking I'm expecting too much. And when it's like today, sideways, passing, negative, um, I get frustrated. Um, but if you listen to Vardy, was it, at the end of the game, he said they played to the plan to wear Sheffield down, pass it about, keep possession, and then they knew that gaps would open up. The fact yeah. they opened up in the 90th minute, um, <laughs> thank goodness. But I, I think that's the way it goes. And, uh, and going back to the under situation, Vardy, for the first season, I think, hardly got a kick and got booed, if I remember rightly. I think he uh, hardly got I can remember that picture of him and Kane yeah. both substitutes bench, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it does take time, and certainly, I mean, it, it took um, Knockart a bit of time to get into it. Um, it, it took Mara's time, and I, I think we, you know, as uh, Brad said, we've got to give him a little bit of uh, leeway on that. And yes. perhaps that's what Brendan's doing, he's not playing him in, in too many games. He could have got kicked out of it today, I think. If you you made a good point there, uh, an excellent point, in fact, about. Because I didn't obviously, as soon as the match finishes, I'm sort of on the website and Facebook, yeah. and I don't see all the post match talk. But yes, we were, you know, we, we were out there to try and wear them down. And it is, I suppose, you know, with the way we used to play, we, you know, we used to be a bit like a Mike Tyson, we used to be up and at them sort of straight yeah. from the go. But you know, boxers don't always win the bouts, you know, the heavyweight boxer don't always, or any boxer doesn't win the bouts in the first round. They do wear their opponent down, they do let them punch themselves out and yeah. you know not necessarily exciting we saw that against arsenal it wasn't you know the most exciting game but he did the similar sort of thing there uh, and yeah. we got points but what what did you think of i mean the substitutions came in sort of the 68th minute and men i think it was almost like like for like wasn't it mendy off ndd on i didn't think mendy had particularly had a bad game and like no. the parent swapping for an acho which did uh, surprise bit surprised you know. I'm not as I mean in the actual, he does your head in sometimes, doesn't he, with what he does, but then he can produce a little bit of magic when you're not expecting it. I think if mm. you look in the game, there's probably only a couple of times where he had touches when you think he had no right to win that. And yes. maybe he didn't mean it, I don't know. But it looks quite impressive. But it's mm. just that little bit in front of goal. He's not a Vardy, he doesn't play like Vardy. We play a different game when he's on the pitch. He's, I think he's a lazy striker. Um, he doesn't chase down defenders, which is what Leicester have always done for the last what, four or five yes. years. Um, so we're never going to get that from him. And I'm not really sure. He plays deeper, doesn't he? So how can you, you can't play him through. Um, I'm not really sure how he fits into it. The way let, let, let's bring, thanks for that, uh, David. Let's bring uh, Brad back in here. I mean, I was you know, excited when we bought Inacho, but if you're going to bring Inacho on, you can't play him like we play a Vardy, can you? You've got to then adapt the team to the sort of style. And he came from Man City, and let's be honest with you, we've said this before, you, me, Mark, David, we could all score well if we were playing in that, that Man City side at that time. I thought he was coming good. I thought Rogers had maybe got sort of something out of him that no other manager was able to. Um... Has he had his chance now? Time for him to move on? Well, uh, it's a difficult Just one. Because, <laughs> because David's made a... No, David's made a quite a good point there. And if you roll, 
roll back to when me, you, and a lot of others give any actual um, man of the match in that performance in Europa League, and, and and then Mark came on and swayed our minds to the correct correct call by saying he wasn't actually that impressive um, as he was. But the thing is, David made a point that maybe because we get so frustrated and, and it's so easy when you're in that position, you know, being a striker, it's such a focused position because, you know, that's where the goals are expected to come from and you're expected to deliver when you're on the pitch and score them, that um, maybe you do miss the odd thing that he does get right. And he, he, he's one that's very much confidence built of and it seems to be taking just too long for his confidence and Brendan to help get his confidence up to when he can being effective in the game. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna swallow my pride there a little bit when I make this statement. Just give me a second, it's it's gonna be hard. But maybe if you go two up front and play to his strengths like we did Paris today, we might get a better performance out of it. That I've said it. There I've said it, all right. We played him in a number ten star role, like I've said, and just before the pitch thoughts come out and the comments come my way, I always said He's not a right winger. He didn't play right wing today. He finally got a chance in his position and he's given me a little bit more faith. It's only 10% of faith because I had zero. You can't go up that much on a six. Are we talking Perez or Inacho now? Perez, Perez, saying he actually played in an actual position where he wants to play. Maybe if we play more to his strengths, but like I said, you're not going to cater to his strengths when you've got a a golden boot winner Mm. and a a guy who scored 100 Premier League goals ahead of. You're just not going to do it. Yeah. Where we'll see Iniacho will be the season that Vardy's not there, and then it, he'll he'll give that'll be his last season, and he'll either earn a new deal or he'll get told you're not good enough. That's where well, we'll Ryan, see Iniacho. Ryan, is, who is your friend? There uh, is loving Perez at the moment. Ryan was supposed to be. I thought Ryan might be coming on actually. If you look further no, back, Spurs up, are playing. Spurs are playing. No <laughs> chance he'd miss that. Oh, Spurs playing. Oh God. Oh. Yeah, the no, team Arsenal. Yeah, um, I suppose winning. Oh God, I hope not. But well, let's go. Two let's <laughs> two nil. Let's. Um, that's not bad for us, I suppose. But let's have a look at um, Alan now. Alan Bennett, who on on the website lessisladai.com rates the team and manager's performance. Um, and on this sort of stats, when you're looking at this here, and and again, I know sort of Brad's not a huge stat fan, um, but. Just while I'm doing that, let me just bring everybody slowly back in. You know, you've got a possession rate there of 70%. We had 13 shots compared to their four, um, four on target compared to their one. Looking at that, you'd think this is going to be quite a high rating um, for everybody today. But then, and I, you know, I, I know Sheffield United come at a, with a particular game plan, but if we want to be a top four side we've got to be able to break teams like that down and i know what david said about you know wearing them out wearing them out wearing them out we're not always going to have that 94th minute against zoya to get an equalizer the 93rd minute against sheffield united to get the winner and that might be when you look at what um alan's done here uh, went and he came and he went there uh, the manager he gave five the team he gave six and Tillemans was his man of the match. So let's go around you one by one, and let's start with uh, David. Um, do you? What are your thoughts on those marks and your man of the match, David? I'm a bit harsh on the manager. I thought um, mm. I, I, I actually thought all Brighton had a good game. Um, yeah. Tillemans is, is obviously class, but he's frustrating as well. 
and and he's him and Madison are the two that should be pushing forward. Those stats that are interesting and obviously show or, or seem to show that we dominated. But I wonder how many of how much of that stat is going sideways. Um, it's a, a bit, bit like the Ron Greenwood era in England. I wish you could go down there and see, you know, how much was the, the back four, three or four or five just passing to each other. Um, and I know that's how football is now, but I do think sometimes we need to take a chance going forward and, and just try and make something happen. Yep, no, I, I agree. But and I think you might have um, somebody agreeing with you on the All Brighton front in a second, David. David, we're coming towards the end, so I'm going to say thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, we do several shows a week, as you know, and I'm going to be putting the code up. So feel free to pop in on anyone that you want to have a chat on. Okay. Unlike, unlike me, you seem to know what you're talking about. We've <laughs> <laughs> been there a long time, Chris, haven't we? You take care. Yeah, we have. We have. Take. That's why we've got no. Well, that's why I've got no hair. Yeah. Take care, mate. All the best. Cheers, mate. See you soon. Bye. Right. Let. Um, thanks a lot to uh, to David for joining us there. Let's add uh, Mark back in. And uh, what did you think? Five for the manager, six for the players. Tillman, man of the match. I have a feeling you're not going to agree with that. No, no, not at all. Um, I thought the manager was six, seven, maybe. I think he set mm. up like um, like Vardy said afterwards. They had a game plan, and they stuck to it. And ultimately, it paid. It paid off. Mm. Uh, my man of the match was Papi Mendy. I thought right. he was fantastic. Um, mm. If you watch the game, but I was watching intently, watching him because I've always had a bit of a love-hate relationship with Papi Mendy. Uh, I didn't really like him, but I think he's come on leaps and bounds. And today, I thought he played a blinder. If you ever get to watch it back, just keep your eye on Papi Mendy and see what he's see what he was doing. He was nicking balls. He was left. He was right. He he really put a shift in today, and I thought he was unlucky he to get took off. Yeah, I'm going to say, do you not feel that he's one of those players that, I mean, for me, I'd, I'd forgotten Tillemans was even on the pitch until I heard his name mentioned midway through the first half. Mendy, I thought, I agree with you 100% there. I thought he was very unlucky to to have come off. I think Mendy's been very unlucky with it, with his time with us, as we know, with the injuries and what have you. And I think he's done a sterling job. As you know, we've had this conversation many times and I think with that role that he plays, you don't hear him mention much. But I think that's in some ways it's a plus because he just gets on with the job. He doesn't, bit, you know, a bit like a Canty. You know, Canty was never going to score a sort of, you know, ninety-yard scream or whatever. But he he just got on with his job, and Mendy gives us that. I'm not saying he's the new Canty, but he does give us that, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. His his ball playing's a lot better. It seems to be a lot better as well. Whereas before, he'd stick a foot in, and but now he's he's moving with the ball. He's taking it forward a little bit, and he's he's he can pick a pass. I've, I'm really really impressed with him, and I was proper impressed with him today. He was my man of the match, and I think if we're going to use two holders, which Brendan t seems to like to do, Papi Mendy and uh, and Didi would be a, a good little good little partnership there, and you I, you can compare him to Kante today anyway. Mendy played like a Kante today. He was all over the shop. Brilliant. I mean, I, if my memory serves me right, we've given him a one-year extension. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've got to get him signed up, haven't we? He's, we've got to we've got to hold on to him. Yeah, we have. And uh, just going back to the Atro thing, what we do with him, I think come January, I think he needs to go out on loan to a championship club. And if he starts, I totally agree with David and Brad. They, he's... Uh, he's um, but when his performances are good, he thrives off that. 
So if we can get him into a club where he's regularly starting and scoring goals, then get him back, we might well see a different player. I think he needs to. I think he needs a break, and I think he needs to go somewhere else for a period of time, get some goals, maybe championship, and then come back to us, and then we'll see where we're at with him. And I think we've also, like we've said many, many times, if we are going to do that, we've got to make sure we play to his strengths. We can't yeah, bring yeah, him on and leave the team the same as it was set up for Vardy. But no, um, sure. we have we have got a special coming up. I'm doing a special with Craig in, in, in a week, 10 days' time, and we're going to be looking at sort of who we need uh, in, in the window. And I'm sure we're going to need a striker or two then. Mark, thanks for joining us. I know it was an extra one for you here. Uh, give my best to that lovely son of yours again. Um, I will do, Chris. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Brad. See you later. All the best, Mark. Take care, bud. Cheers, bye. Bye. And now, and then there was two. And but you agreed with David um, or Brighton. I think was your shout, wasn't he? The man of the match. Yeah, he he, he was. He was my shout, and I've, I've, I I think you could pick and choose between Mendy because I have to agree with a lot of what Mark said i know we've said it before and you 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 were spot on 100 what you said you might not have heard him a lot on commentary but that's a good thing because it yeah. means he's not doing a lot wrong if you're hearing a bloke in front of the defense happen to do a lot and he's mm. doing too much he, or he's yeah. making mistakes or whatever and we've said it before in previous games gone by he goes quietly about his business and you could have said he was kante if you'd have showed me in a clip of kante and Didi. And Mendy and said, "Guess which one was which?" I wouldn't be able to tell the difference with me because he. I, I think it might have been the goal or the build-up to the goal, or at least just before it. He, he he had two defenders either side of him, and he's now at a stage in his career where he's developed and the injuries and whatnot. But maybe when he first got here, he, he kept falling on the floor a bit, and you can see the development with the limited game time he's had and with the injury frustrations he's had. How good of a player we actually have on our hands. Because mm. he got the ball, he didn't panic, he looked for an option, and then he just absolutely mugged two defenders off. He went in between, he went, see you later, or I'm going forward, Dan. No one's going to help me backwards, I'm going to go forward. And he, he can do it, he unlocked the defence again mm. today, and again went quietly about his business. I think he was a very good shout. The only reason I went with Mark Albrighton is because he's not an actual right wing back. Um. He was the he's, main catalyst. To be honest with you, he, just, he scares me when he plays that role. because He does me. His defending is absolutely awful, and we always seem to end up giving the penalty away. But we yeah. have to, we have to play with what we've got at the moment, like you said, right? Yeah. You know, at the top. And that was probably his best performance as a right wing back. All mm. in all, because he was forward, he was aggressive getting forward. He, he never looked slow, and that was something I wanted to say about today's game. You notice when there was a set piece in games gone by, when we probably looked a bit tired against Sawyer, as we've said, and, and whatnot. Well, we just looked a bit sluggish today. It was oomph, oomph. they were getting the ball, picking it up, they were throwing, they were making themselves available, they were getting the ball forward. It was an all-round better performance, and it was why you could probably I don't know, I, I wouldn't have said Toilet Tillman's was up there. I agree with Mark. I think the ratings were harsh. I think you you need to bump them up at least one each. I think that's a six for the manager. I don't think you got a lot wrong. And I think the players did well. Um I think and, had I game as we probably should have done four yeah. or five i think you automatically see those, yeah, those join up you know i mean that way we were playing those first 10 15 you know when we went ahead 20 minutes i'm like <laughs> i'm thinking like, this is the old leicester back 
And then yeah. I looked at it and I'm thinking, like, we've hit the post and they've got the equaliser straight away. Are we going to have one of those games that we regret, you know, not t- taking the chances? And, you know, yeah. and you've got to be honest with you, the, you know, I think if you madison's free kick when it went sort of more closer to the corner flag than it did to the goal when you got misses like that you think what the bloody hell but when they're hitting the post you got to say that's just you know a lot of the time just unlucky yeah yeah well like you said um i think when you were talking to dave um we're not always going to get a 90th minute winner yeah but we're not my my argument back to that would have been yeah but we're not always going to hit the post twice in the same succession you know they're going to go in so it swings and roundabouts. And look, the result and how it looks always affects how some people think on the rating system. And and and, and the, guy, the guy does it. The guy does it. He's terrific at what he does. He, he makes his ratings on the back of the full-time whistle. Yeah. And I think at that point, when we've just kind of realised we've nicked it, we've got a 2-1 win and, and we feel it's a bit fortunate win. Realistically, it wasn't because, you know, we go live half an hour after the game to let everybody cool down and we... You know, so we're not making these stupid rash comments like like other shows do for other clubs. Not I'm not saying any Leicester ones. I'm just saying in general. You know, we allow the fans to calm down and, and do it. Alan does it for you and for this te- and for this this show right off the bat. And I think probably his ratings come at the point where us as fans were going, "Whoa, got away with that." Brandon got something wrong. Players weren't all there, but we got it. And then when we think about it, we maybe give him an extra point. And we mentioned this the other day. That's Alan doing what I've requested him to do exactly. so that I can get that up and we can talk about it now, you know, other other than sort of him sort of doing it later for me. Um, I want to make a point. I want to ask you a question here because Martin O'Neill, when he came to Leicester, mm-hmm. had it pushed down his throat over and over again how good the Bloomfield years were. Now, I don't know whether you're old enough to remember the Bloomfield years, but uh, we used to play like Brazil, but um, win as much as the Shetland Isles. <laughs> but but it, we were a great team to watch. And that was the, the yard arm by which, or the, you know, that everybody, you know, all Leicester managers and Leicester teams were judged. And he came in and said, like, you know, just what the hell did they win? <laughs> they won nothing, you know. Are we now in? And I, I know I, and I'm going to hold my hands up. I fall into this category that I look back at when we won the Premier League, and you know we didn't have the possession, but my God, it was exciting to watch. You know, it, we were forever pushing forward. None of this passing around at the back for five minutes till we get a breakthrough. Um, it did well for us that one season. Am I, you know, are we sort of in danger of sort of having that as our sort of, you know? Remembrance and trying to sort of always build up to that when we should be looking at different ways. Well, we all, well, as fans, we always remember the best times and what probably the first couple of seasons you start supporting the club. You know, you, you tend to have them memories of, of how football styles played. And when I was born and I I started watching Leicester, it was all under O'Neill. I don't remember the Bloomfield era. I, I'll be honest Cheers, with you. Mate, thanks for that. I'm going to cut you off now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, You're a baby. Um, You're a baby. <laughs> yeah, I am. I, I, I'm 30, but I'm still a child in, in the age of footballs for, for all that. But my point is, right, you've probably answered the question for me with your statement from Martin O'Neill. You know, we all remember Leicester fans used to laugh and joke that were boring, boring Leicester. And I make this point, and I don't, and it still baffles me, and I, and I get people that, fair play if that's how you feel. 
But the question I asked a few fans, and uh, one of of my strongest connections, and I I don't call it a second team because I don't like it. I've just got family connections to it, right, is West Ham. And I remember one year they were dog-awful, but they were scraping results. They were getting nicky draws, but they they were... batting down the hatches and, and, and nicking results. And I turned around to a lot of fans when, when we ended up beating them. And I said, what would you rather do? Because they were moaning at Sam Allardyce, right? Hoofball football, oh, hoofball football, hoofball football. Yeah, but you've won one, drawn three. You've not lost in four. What's your problem with it? Oh, well, we're not playing fancy football. We're not playing fancy football. But you're getting points. O'Neill came in and, and, you know, the media quoted it after a certain bit of time. You know, Leicester play a bit ball in football. Like Martin O'Neill said, when we play good football, we won't start all. In, in relevance, how many trips to Wembley? How many cup finals did we win playing good football? Playing boring, boring football. You know, we finished top half. We made UEFA Cup qualifications. We won trophies. We played these. boring, though. I mean, you know. No, I know. Really it's I know what you say. I, I completely agree 100% with you. And I know, you know, you can't, I remember that 3 3 against Arsenal. That was anything but boring. It was just a tag. I, you know, yeah, I used to watch Wimbledon sometimes during those periods. And Wimbledon had that, you know, who filled the field. Sometimes they played some quite nice football. Uh, I mean, a yeah, Facebook definitely. user here has sort of said, uh, best years with Jimmy Bloomfield. Yes, we but did. We, we didn't win anything. What did we win under yeah. him? Can you tell we me? Didn't. You know, I mean, we had we had the likes of Keith Weller, we had the likes of Birch, we had Big Frank up, you know, obviously up the top, and we, we we had a good ten. It was good to watch, but like you say, we didn't win anything. And I suppose yeah. I get frustrated because I I want to win things, and I'm glad we've won. I'd sooner, you know. I will, I will come off after this, and I'll sit down, I'll have a second beer, and I'll sit down. I think I'd sooner win ugly, which we kind of did today, and, and yeah, got away. Than play really, really well and have got a got got a draw. But at the time and in that post match, you know, and this is why they always say, you know, when they talk to managers straight after the game, it's unfair. But you know, why I said right at the start, you know, we got out of jail. We, you know, we 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 were lucky and what have you. We did we, we did play really really well. It, it's. It's just, I can say, I just want to do both. I just want to, I want to play like Brazil and, and, and win like Brazil as well. Um, why did Rogers want to walk the ball? We need some intensity. We need to, uh, uh, need the counter-attack, know when to break. It, it's, right. you know, I'll let this in a book Facebook user, our most popular commenter on this channel. Okay. Yeah, uh, whoever is, thank you for your opinions. Um, we're completely changing the style. We, mm. you know, let's not let's let's let's. let's what, are we trying to walk it in, or if we stop, just go in, give it to Morgan, give it to Mares. Obviously, he's not here anymore, but give it to a wide player, give it to Vardy. Mm. If we all remember, we, you know, whatever you want to say about the contro- controversies of sackings and whatever, right? We had to find another way because the the struggle we had the season after we won the league, you know, was teams had figured us out. You know, we kind of, I, I remember this time in that season that we kind of stuttered to a few results and then eventually kind of more momentum took us through it. And, we, and you know, and, and teams kept coming at us knowing what we do and how we played. And, and 
and lost their own heads. You know, we got in their heads being where we were. You know, that's that's it's we're not walking in. We're not an arsenal of the end of Wenger's time where they try and pass it into the net because it might seem like that because we're so used to the one dimension. Get the ball, give it to Vardy, I'll score the goal sort yeah. of thing. We don't play that now. We're trying to get everybody involved because he's trying to find a way that we can unlock defences and we've got people in attacking positions. I mean, for me today, I was actually gutted that Justin tried to square it to Vardy and take the shot on because he got himself in a position and if it had smashed that in, we wouldn't have been... Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have been going about it. I mean, let, let, let's look at the, the last play of the game. 94 minutes, five minutes, whatever it was when they had that corner and I know why, obviously, because we scored and yellow cards, etc. If the referee hadn't blown the whistle, indeed, he probably would have shot from the halfway line and maybe trickled in for 3-1. And we'd have all been looking at it going, eventually, we've got the scoreline that matched the performance, as it was. So, it swings and roundabouts in the way we got it, what matters is we got it. And, you know... As well, and again, you're too young to remember this, but the Liverpool of the old Liverpool, as in the Shankleys, the Paisleys, when they were the number one team in Europe, if you like, not just in England, is that's how they played. You know, yeah, they exactly. they would, they would, and and you know, you forget that, and I forget that, and I, I I'm a fan like, and we you know we're all fans on here. We none of us are experts, well, apart from Julian Watts when he comes on. You know, <laughs> we've yeah. got a our dear superior knowledge but you know we're fans and we see things through blue tinted spectacles as fans and you know we we don't see you know the the bigger picture which is why it's always nice to have julian on and i must have words with his wife about dragging him out shopping today that was totally unfair of her but you know liverpool in those days you know they would literally and arsenal in early days under under wenger did they'd pass the ball around maybe 20 25 passes waiting for that killer pass and then going on, and and I think if you're doing that and then winning two or three nil, you're looking at that and thinking, hey, it's like watching Brazil. Well, yeah, and look, there's been points at this season. I mean, people say it as if we do it every time, and we, we all know the definition is of insanity is doing the same thing and trying to get expect a different result. Mm. You know, there's been games this season we all suddenly seem to have forgot the counter-attacking defensive display against Man City. It's just sometimes you've got to, you, you're trying to second guess how they're going to line up against you. And today, we, you know, Sheffield United looked nervous. Their, their position, the fact that they hadn't won, was on the mind. They get the ball away. We got Atom. We took the lead. We kryptonited ourselves by giving away a corner. And, you know, whether it was a 96th minute or it was the 37th minute, we got the second goal. We got the win. Um, and at the end of the day, sometimes you can play the same way as a manager does. Like, I think um, Mr. Bond there was making the uh, mm. comparison to. And sometimes a manager just tweaks something. It's yeah. done a little bit faster than Powell. The thing yeah. I see with Brendan when he tries to get the side to side, and yes, I'm one of them, but when I see it go backwards, I, I, I find myself going, and now it's going back to Evans, which is frustrating. We all get frustrated. We all want to see flicky, fancy football, but sometimes there's a time and a place. You know, there's a time and a place to do it. And it is. And just to bring, and take that point up there with with, uh, with Matthew. Good evening, Matthew. Um, I just think, 
and I, I can't believe I'm about to say this because you know that urgency. I can see what a couple of those comments were saying when when you one or one down in the last five minutes, and we're still passing it about at the back. It is very very frustrating. But if we hump it into the box, the chances are we haven't got any natural headers of the ball. We haven't got anybody that can get that ball, hold it up for somebody running on particularly well, in, in actual to a point, but he's not brilliant at it, but he can do it. But all we're going to do is put the ball into give the goal. The ball back. You know, he's going to go waste 30 minutes and we've lost possession. So <laughs> it's one of those, like you say, Looking back at things, it, it, it always looks sort of sort of different. Yeah. And sometimes just, you've got to begrudgingly drag a side like Sheffield United out who are down dogged and needed in, in need of more than just a draw, despite the fact that you know, they looked at today's game and like I said, I think they lost the game when they couldn't decide whether to stick or twist on the point. Because as good as it looks on paper getting a point against a top six side, which we are, which we are at this current stage, we're in the Europa League and we're in the top four now, we're back in there. You know, it, as good as it looks on paper, their their precarious position at the bottom, teams are starting to put points together and slowly get away from them. And then that played into hands and aim. And begrudgingly, they pulled themselves out. And lo and behold, Vardy, halfway line, say no more. I'm going to cut it short now because we are coming up to the hour. Yeah, I've noticed what we've talked to. Uh, and uh, <laughs> sort of longer than uh, than uh, probably we're looking at. I am going to end with this question for you and just bring this last graphic in because you did make a score prediction, I believe, the other night, didn't you? I believe so, yes. And what was your score prediction? Oh, I can't remember it. If you got the screenshot for it, I don't remember it now. I remember coming on and saying it. Well, you, you got, I think, you, I think you said Sheffield United would get one. Yeah. I think, I, you, I think you went 3-1, I think it was. I think, I, I think you went 3-1. Now, far be it for me to gloat, because you know that's, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. not... Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't gloat. I know, no, no. But I just like to sort of, you know, maybe I should bring these, you know, these are the score predictions that we have up on LeicesterTillIDie.com. Um, Ex-players and myself do this for every league game. We don't do it for the Europa League. Uh, Steve Walsh, spot on there with 2-1. Uh, Steve Linux, he was like with you, 3-1. Uh, Marshy, big, big in there, he went 1-1. Um, I think after the recent performances, I can see why he did that. And oh, look, at the bottom there, who is that? I do believe it is moi. Going two one now, you know. As I say, that's a typo. You've edited that. That's a two one Sheffield United. <laughs> and I'll tell you. I did the Instagram. I know. I just typed it up for him. I did it right. He, 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 you I go on the website and check it. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I and I'm on looking... Instagram. You don't put me on Facebook with mine. Don't ask me mine. I very rarely bring that up. Only when I get it. That's the, that's the, I think that is the first time this season I've actually got. I've predicted wins before, but I've never. Yeah. Dead on. So I just thought I would I would bring that up. But um yeah, well done, mate. Well done, Steve Walsh. <laughs> what can I say? I'm in esteemed company. But Brad, hey, we've got a little matter of is it uh, um Brighton next, isn't it? We've got all Brighton. these bottom of the table teams, but hopefully this will give us sort of a bit of um momentum now going forward. Um Sheffield United, you know, they, I mean, there's nothing better. Somebody said on Facebook, there's nothing better than, you know, if we'd have scored, if it had been 2 1 after 20 minutes and we'd have hung on, he wouldn't have got that feeling that, you know, 
when that goal went yeah. in in the 90th minute, I'm like, you know, my laptop went on the floor and I was like, you know. So we, we, we've got it's, got, it's got to look good for Brighton, hasn't it? Um, it looks good for Thursday night. I'll talk about Brighton after that because I'd like us to pick that momentum up with top in the group. Yes. Um, yeah. We used to score by set pieces only. This is Championship way, not flicking it. Uh, yeah, it is. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to read that all in one and not and, and not out loud. Too yeah, much. I think we're, we're a lack of um, commas and full stops on somewhere. 100 passes and win. Liverpool, not the modern way. Counter is the Premiership. Mm, mm, not... Everybody's got their opinion. If that's what they think, yeah. that's what they think. That's this, what is, this is what we. This is what we love. You know, we've all got opinions. They're like they're like they're like arseholes. We've all got one, and. Um, <laughs> We're all entitled to it. Brad, hey, thanks very much, mate. Thanks for joining us as always. Yeah, it's a pleasure as always, mate. And I shall show. see you on for the last Thursday evening for about a month after that. Um, yeah. A win on top of the group would be nice, but um, I will see you Thursday night. I'm not even sure what the kickoff. I haven't even looked at that. It's been too hectic. But I will uh, see I you. Think we're at home, so it's eight o'clock. I believe it's, it's a late one. Isn't oh, it? Yeah, it's, it's our last one. So I'll see you with me, Coco, about midnight then. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in my sleeping bag, mate, on the sofa getting shouted at for being too loud. <laughs> Catch us all. Thanks very much, Brad. Take care, mate. Yeah, right, mate. See you. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. And um, thanks to everybody who's joined in today. Brad will be back with me, like I say, on Thursday. Um, we will be there for the post-match show. It's about 30, 40 minutes after kickoff. Allows me to update the, the Facebook and the website. And like, uh, like Brad said there, gives us a chance to calm down, including me. Um, just a couple of things. Craig's just come in at the death here. Perez cemented his place against Brighton now. Couldn't argue with that. Couldn't argue with that at all. He he had a, uh, say, to my mind, one of his best games that I've seen for a while. I wish Perez did it every game. Don't we all? And maybe that's something for Brendan to go away, get his notebook out, and look at the fact that maybe he was played in more his natural position. But, guys, you know, I'm going to say thank you very much. Uh, if you want to watch this on Catch Up, it is on YouTube, uh, Leicester Till I Die TV. We are there, and we are also on, um, if you want to listen to us on podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, Anchor, and other podcasts are available. And, of course, we're all over the internet, social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and, of course, Periscope, um, which is at Leicester TID. Um, all I can say on that was um, I, I hope you've enjoyed it. I will be back, like I say, on Tuesday with Craig, who you just saw come up there, and we'll be looking ahead to the Brighton game. I'm sure that Craig will have a lot to say on that one. And I want you all, please, stay safe. Take care. Thanks so much for joining in tonight. It's been great. Thanks to David for joining us as well. Mark, who came in on an extra program, nice to see him. Uh, it's been great when you all come on, and it's great when you all put your comments in. We absolutely love it. Hey, I'll see you on Tuesday night, 7.30, for the preview show with Craig. Whatever you do, Take care. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Shut up and sit down.
for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.